quick disclaimer, I'm recording today in my bedroom because I like to watch the snow falling. And you might hear in the background the sound of the heat coming up through the radiators. It's one of the charming things about this house. So if you hear a strange sound in the background, it's not a monster. It's just the heat. Thanks. Hello, and welcome back for this bonus episode of I Wasn't Always Like This, an uplifting podcast about living with depression. It's that time of year again, spring. Let's take a look at it together, shall we? (laughs) Thanks for joining me. Don't give up. Don't give in. It's just the journey. The darkness grows the sea. Bonus episode, what spring brings. Spring is not my favorite season. Full disclosure, I just need to get that out there. I'm all about autumn. Leaves turning, skies getting darker, hot apple cider, the way the air smells. And winter is simply yummy for me. Hibernation time, cave time, my birthday. Snowy days, fireplace, hot tea, soup, and blankets. All of the seasons have a wistful quality for me, too, though. Fall being the season of memories, back-to-school days, my dad's yard site, and the gauntlet of holidays that can be both sweet and ouchy all at once. And winter, having a sense of isolation, which, although I do enjoy my alone time, can also get to be a bit tricky. The only saving grace of summertime for me is swimming outside. I love outdoor swimming. I get a great tan, I can go for a longer time, and I can walk to the pool. Other than that, I tend to be mostly cranky in the summer. I am not a fan of heat and humidity. All this said, spring doesn't have much going for it for me, especially here in Northeast Ohio. With the surreal impact of climate change, the weather here in spring is at best unpredictable, at its worst, dismal. However, spring used to have a highlight to it. Maddie's birthday, March 21st, 2009. That's the day the little brown dog entered the world and two months later, she was in my arms. This year, spring is the absolute dictionary definition of bittersweet. Maddie's 14th birthday that she isn't here to see. All the sweetness and love I have received honoring and lifting her up. Planning to move out of the last place we shared together. Packing up to move to a new place that Maddie, in her own way, guided me to. Finding things that spark a twinge of grief. Finding things that bring a smile. And so it goes. The process of finding a new home was different this time. It was the first time in 34 years that I was looking for a place to live without needing to accommodate a furry companion. 
For over 20 years, I was a cat person. They were easier companions to navigate life with, as far as finding apartments, and also, as a traveling actor, cats were simply low maintenance. I could leave food and water out for them, and they would barely notice that I was gone. Much different than a dog. I did, however, tend to end up with the misfit toy menagerie of cats. Each of them had their own, well, issues. That's a polite word for it. Xander, of course, being my last and quite memorable fella. Alexander Wiles, Miracle Angel Cat from Hell. (laughs) The closing months of his life overlapped with Maddie's arrival. They had a pretty funny relationship. And then it was Maddie. Until now. Trying to rent a place with a dog is a whole deal something that I had become used to. And now that piece of the process is just gone. I found a couple of places I liked, one closer to my mom. That was kind of swanky. It had every amenity I could dream of. Life would be very easy there. It was also crazy expensive. The second place I found is in my current neighborhood. It's a bit quirky, a bit older, has some aspects I love and some I wasn't so sure about. And it's totally much more financially reasonable. Oh, and it's near the church walk where Maddie and I used to always stroll. There's a path of bricks we would walk there, each brick engraved with the name of folks that people miss and love. I recently purchased a brick for Maddie because this was one of her favorite places to walk. So proximity to the brick was an added incentive. Also, the landlords live on site, and we bonded over a few shared interests. I liked them immediately, and they liked me. As I sat with where I wanted to be, I was feeling more swayed into the decision that was going to lead me to the life of swankiness. Even though it meant leaving this neighborhood where Maddie and I loved to live and walk, alongside with leaving this house, our last place together. I took a long walk, preparing myself to make the final choice. And it was then that I heard from Maddie. She spoke very clearly to me, as she always did. And she said, Mom, you have to stay in our neighborhood. This place is where you are supposed to be. You'll see why. Trust me, stay near my brick. Well, I take Maddie's guidance very seriously, so I reached out to the landlords of the quirky place and asked if I could come see it again. I went over and walked through the place a second time, and through the course of conversation, we discovered that the landlords and my mom share mutual friends. Along with that surprise, so many other magical moments unfolded, and it was like I could audibly hear everything clicking into place. For real. The message was clear. Maddie is right. No big surprise there, of course. It just sometimes takes me a minute to actually listen. So I'm packing. And I'm allowing the logistics of moving to distract me from anything I might be feeling. Lists of reminders. Packing up boxes. 
making piles of what gets given away, shredded, shared, delivered, and picked up, deciding what the movers will take and what I will carry myself. Lists of to-dos, things that need to be scheduled, transferring utilities, changing my address in the many places that's needed, getting a new driver's license, all of that life and moving stuff. The grief is backburnered for now. Yielding. To allow me to get done what I need to do. Waiting. I know that. I'm very aware of the reality that once I have moved into the new place, grief will find me. Because that has been a big part of this decision to move. Staying here in this last place we live together is painful because she's not here anymore. And moving means leaving this last place we live together, starting over without her. Also painful. Both of these feelings exist in the same space in my heart. And that is truly okay. Starting somewhere new is less painful than staying. So that is the choice I'm making. Feeling guided by Maddie definitely helps, and I'm prepared for whatever grief still needs to be heard and expressed. It will be all right. There'll be space for it there. There have been several gifts in this particular moment of packing. Having moved so many times in my life, I'm familiar with my rhythm, my process. Go through stuff, purge or pack it, let as much go as I possibly can or am willing to release. Yes, I still have a few VHS tapes, do not judge. (laughs) I was so proud of myself for getting 14 pounds of paper to the shredding place. One of the sweetest gifts was the discovery, or the rediscovery, I suppose, of some poems I had written. I've always said that I don't write poetry. It's a statement I have made with bold conviction. I only knew of one poem I had written, and that was it. Last week, as I was whittling down the paper in my filing cabinet, I found several poems I had written. Real poems. Not journal entries, not rhyming couplets or song lyrics, actual poems. I immediately shared them with my friend Cheryl, who is, in my opinion, the most magnificent writer of poetry since Mary Oliver. She responded so positively, with such kind compliments. And she also encouraged me to revisit the poems since most were from the mind and heart of the 1980s version of me. Not to rewrite them, no, no, no. It was an invitation to revisit, to write a new poem, starting from where those poems began, reflecting from the perspective of where I am now. This is a project I am so looking forward to getting into in the new place. Another exciting aspect of this move is what's happening with the amazing couch. Many, many years ago, 22 to be specific, I was lucky enough to become friends with two people up in Anchorage. They're known as C and D. 
The first time I went into their home, I fell in love with a couch they had in the sunroom off their kitchen. It was my favorite room in their home, and all I wanted to do every time I come over there was to sit and hang out on that couch. It's a funky piece. The basic design is a long, flat rectangle with square accent-colored cushions that go inside the middle of it. And then there are these movable bolsters, two different shapes that allow for sitting to the side or in the middle with legs over a round piece or have a larger bolster in the middle to divide the couch into two spaces or put it on the end and lean your back up against it. You get the idea. And then there's an ottoman with a piece that has a pillow side and then you flip it over and it has a metal side for cups and food and writing. It is a phenomenally unique and magical piece of furniture. Every time I went over to their home, I would gently remind them to let me know if they ever decided to get rid of this couch. And then it happened. Over a decade after first getting to know them and the couch, it became mine. And since then, it has moved along with me a few times to a couple places in Anchorage and then from Anchorage to Ithaca and then to Cleveland to my first place and then to this place. It was Maddie's favorite spot to watch dog TV out the front window. It was where I recovered from surgery. It is where so many conversations and prayers have been shared. And after its many years of service, it is finally getting a makeover. I was introduced to an independent upholsterer here in the area. I sent her photos and as expected, she called me and said, I need to come see this thing. <laughs> she walked in and was speechless. She fell in love with it as well. Her first words were, I have never seen anything like this before. And she got totally jazzed about the possibilities. It will go from being gold with maroon accents, most likely the first colors it's ever been, to being a deep purple with light periwinkle accents. It's going to be delicious. A wonderful, comforting change. So here we are. Spring. Spring brings new blooms, the return of grass, the trees awakening, and the exchanging of the snugly warm clothes for the t-shirts and no socks needed sneakers. And for me, this year, spring is bringing new growth, more possibility, a reshaping and expansion of my soul, a place to start revisiting and writing from a different perspective, a healing of my heart, and a new home. And of course, change, my forever companion. Okay, spring, I'm ready for you. This is a song by Nicole Nordman. Let me just ask you to take a moment to just breathe and go within. Rolling river God, little stones are smooth, only once the water passes through. And so I am a stone 
rough and grainy still, trying to reconcile this river's chill. And when I close my eyes and feel you rushing by, I know that time brings change, and change takes time. And when the sunset comes, my prayer would be just one, that you might pick me up and notice that I am just a little smoother in your hand. Sometimes raging wild, sometimes swollen high. Never have I known this river dry. The deepest part of you is where I want to stay and feel the sharpest edges wash away. And when I close my eyes and feel you rushing by, I know that time brings change, and change takes time. And when my sunset comes, my prayer would be this one, that you might pick me up and notice that I am just a little smoother in your hand. Rolling river God, little stones are smooth. Only once the water passes through. Thank you so much for listening to I Wasn't Always Like This, an uplifting podcast about living with depression. I know that this season of spring can be tricky for some folks. If you find yourself needing or wanting some support, please don't hesitate to reach out. Please head to the website and click on the contact tab to get in touch with me. And of course, the website is here for anyone that you think might be helped by the work I'm doing. So please go ahead and share it. On that website, you'll find all of the episodes of this podcast, info on the book, updates, and other cool stuff, as well as that contact tab. The website is www.revrachelhollander.com. That's Rev, R-E-V as in Valerie, rachelhollander.com. Share freely. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing this. Please take good care of yourselves and one another. We'll talk soon.